From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 69. I am your host, Brad Robinson, here with you today. This week's episode's on reasons to overcome anxiety. What are your reasons to overcome anxiety? There's a lot of pain to changing. You're met with a lot of resistance. So it's important to sit with yourself and go over the reasons why you should overcome anxiety. There's many, many reasons, but a lot of the time people are met with this resistance and then they fall back into their old destructive habits because there's a lot of pain there and people want to avoid the pain. Well, it's only natural that we want to avoid the pain, but when we avoid the pain, we're not growing. Pain is necessary for growth. But first, it's important to recognize the habits that support your anxious identity. These habits are common with anxiety sufferers, and these habits were common with me when I was going through my health anxiety and anxiety disorder in the past. So some habits include rushing around too much. I used to rush around my house, forgetting my wallet, my phone, important documents when I left the house. So I had to slow down. I had a lot of things to do during the day, and this contributed to my anxiety. I sought after reassurance a lot from my family. I mean, when you have health anxiety like I did, I I wanted to know if I was healthy, that this pain wasn't a serious illness. So I would have my family close by and I would talk to them. I would be like, you know, what if this pain is this and this? And they'd say, no, you're healthy because of these reasons. You know, you eat healthy or you got checked by your doctor. You're fine. You're young. And I, that would make me feel good in the moment. But what happens? An hour, two hours later, you're caught up in catastrophic thoughts. And then you go back to your family members for that reassurance. Another habit is constant doctor visits. I went to the doctor, got checked up. The doctor said, I'm fine. But later, caught up in those catastrophic thoughts, I would then go to the hospital to get another opinion. So I'd keep visiting the doctor because I believed to have an illness that they couldn't detect. Also, touching parts of your body constantly. I used to touch the parts of my body that ached, that I was concerned over. Another habit is always talking about the negatives to your coworkers, to your friends, how crummy society is, how crummy the day is, you know, how 
tragic life is. Also, another habit is leaving get-togethers early. Leaving get-togethers when you feel anxious, when you feel emotionally overwhelmed or emotionally drained, or you don't feel like socializing with other people because, uh, well, you don't know, you really don't know how. I mean, you're caught up in your internal world on your illnesses that you give one word answers to people because you really don't want to be there. You want to get out of there and go to your safe zone. So leaving get togethers early, another common habit, or you're eating too much junk foods and you're Googling your symptoms often. Googling your symptoms is a great way to snowball catastrophic thoughts because What's on Google? Well, the worst case scenario. Not good for a health anxiety sufferer. So when you recognize these self-defeating habits you unconsciously do daily, a shift in your perception occurs. These habits are automatic in nature. And you have become so familiar to them. You're so comfortable with them that once you begin to change them, you are met with cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is feeling, thinking, or behaving in a manner that you're not accustomed to. But your shift in perception is eye-opening. Because once I realize these habits that were contributing to my anxious identity, my health anxiety, I was overwhelmed. I had a paradigm shift. I knew that my lifestyle was contributing to all of the external world problems. Because once you change your internal world, then everything around you starts to change. This self-realization indicates you are flawed and broken and this can be painful once you realize you're broken and that you have to change that's painful because you realize that there's a huge mountain you have to climb you have a lot of work ahead of you when most people see this great mountain, what happens? They believe it's too difficult and resort back to the habits they are most familiar with. They are met with that pain. They even have their underlying beliefs why they shouldn't change. They'll say, I tried before and it was too difficult. You can't teach a dog new tricks. Or they'll say, I'm going to lose friendships if I change. My family won't accept me. Accept me. So it's important to attach pain to not changing and pleasure to change. This requires some intense self-reflection. So get out your journal, a piece of paper, and 
go over the reasons why you should change. The good that comes out of changing. People find the change process to be painful in many, many ways. There is so many and there's so much constant cognitive dissonance and this causes pain. Once you start to act out new behaviors, new thought patterns, it's going to cause a lot of resistance. When I first began to shift my identity, my unconscious mind would do everything in its power to push me back into my old destructive habits. The unconscious mind's job, at least one of its main jobs, is to run you unconsciously, automatically. It's familiar with the habits it already knows. So it wants to stick with them even though they are negative and only support your anxious identity. So get out that piece of paper, get out your journal, and now attach pain to not changing and pleasure to change. What would my life be like a year from now if I didn't overcome anxiety? Well, my anxiety would worsen. I would avoid all the places I really want to go. Uh, my loved one, my, my spouse, my partner might leave me. I won't be there for my kids as much as I want to. Or I'm just going to be unhealthy. Then ask yourself, what would my life be like a year from now if I did overcome anxiety? I'll feel more energized, grounded, more mindful. I will be more in the present moment with my kids or me and my partner might travel more. I will take that college course or university course that I always wanted to take. Then ask yourself, could I actually develop a real serious illness if I didn't overcome anxiety? And when I answered this question, I answered yes. Because adrenaline and cortisol that is constant from the anxiety response, this can cause a lot of physical damage. It could cause a lot of damage to your heart, to your, to your mind, to your whole body. It causes a lot of stress on your body and thus it ages you faster. So there's a lot of reasons to change, especially feeling more healthy. Reducing that anxiety response so you can live a longer life. And then ask yourself, how will my family and loved ones see me once I overcome anxiety? Well, they'll see me as a confident human being, a smart, intelligent, mindful, spiritual person that's strong-minded and a social butterfly. There's lots of reasons. So re-listen to this podcast once it's over and write down these questions and sit with yourself 
and ask yourself these questions and answer them. The more pain you attach to staying where you are, the more drive you provide yourself in order to change and push past that resistance. Why change? Well, to be a better parent or to be a strong rock for your partner or to find your passion. What do you want to learn in school or what, what career do you really want? What do you want to do in life? Where do you want to travel to? Or you may want to change to be more spiritual. Maybe you want to be more spiritually awakened. That's what I wanted. Also, you may want to change to, to be more healthy. Or find a partner. Or live more mindfully in the present moment rather than always thinking about the future, the future outcomes. Or you want to change to be more confident and strong-minded or to be a social butterfly, to be around people and laugh and strike up conversations and be the person you admire. Maybe it's that actor. Maybe it's that uh, professor that you admire. Maybe it's that author you admire. Maybe it's that musician you admire. You want to be like them? That's a great reason to change. How did they become successful? And this brings me to my Peter Pan analogy. And I like this analogy because it it discusses what I've been talking about just now. Let's look at Peter Pan. He is the king of the Lost Boys on this island, Pleasure Island. Not having responsibility, you know, being king of, of the delinquents, right? And he doesn't want to grow up to be like Captain Hook. He's, Captain Hook's the only adult Peter Pan knows. Captain Hook's a tyrant, so Peter Pan's like, why on earth do I want to grow up to be like Captain Hook when he's missing a piece of his hand, he's being chased by a crocodile, and he's a big, mean bully? Why do I want to grow up to be like him? So let's look at Captain Hook. Well, he's being chased by the crocodile with the clock in its mouth. That's time. Captain Hook's being chased by time. He's a tyrant. And he's a tyrant for good reason. I mean, I mean he's he's an adult. He's 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 pretty far in his life. But he's being chased by this crocodile that has a piece of him. And that's life, right? When you get older and you don't change your ways, Life comes and takes a piece of you. Time is ticking and ticking and ticking right in front of your eyes. So look at it this way. You don't want to be a 30-year-old, 20-year-old. What do I mean by that? Well, when you're 20, 
you know, say you're impulsive. You go out drinking with your friends and you eat a lot of junk foods and you talk about how uh, negative the world is and how society is and you sit in your parents' basement playing video games. Okay, that's fine when you're a 20-year-old. You know, you're young and naive and not so bright, but what happens when you're that same person when you're 30? What happens then? That's not good because you're 30 now. You're not 20, but you're the same way. You're in your parents' basement playing video games. You're talking about how life's crummy. You're hanging around the same negative friends. You're eating that, that junk food. And time is ticking, ticking, ticking right under your conscious awareness. And the pressure is building because you're not 20 anymore, you're 30. That's a lot of pressure. But what happens when you don't change when you're 40 or when you're 50? You may, you may see this all the time with people in your life where they're, they're older in life, but they're the same childish person that they were when they were 20. They didn't change. They didn't grow up. They didn't take on the responsibility. That crocodile is chasing Captain Hook with the clock in its mouth, but Captain Hook doesn't want to take on that responsibility. Are you going to face the responsibility courageously or are you going to keep on running like Captain Hook? So Captain Hook is not the right role model for Peter Pan. So why grow up to be like Captain Hook when he can just stay king of the Lost Boys? At least he's king of something, right? But here's the thing. Well, you have to grow up or you will, or you will paradoxically and eventually grow up To be Captain Hook, Peter Pan doesn't realize that he's actually on the same path to being Captain Hook. Because if Peter Pan doesn't grow up now, he's going to be a 50-year-old Peter Pan, King of the Lost Boys. And what do you think about that? A 50-year-old King of the Lost Boys. Not wanting to take on that responsibility. Peter Pan is essentially running away from responsibility just like Captain Hook is. So if you keep on running from responsibility, that pain, the pain of change, that crocodile, then it it will forever chase you. It'll always chase you. And then it'll eventually take a piece of you, just like it took a piece, just like how it took a piece of Captain Hook, his hand. So take responsibility for your anxiety. You don't want to be this way 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Start the pain process. Begin by setting small goals for yourself. These small goals are important because if you set the bar so high, it's just going to seem so overwhelming to you and you don't want that you want to set goals daily daily goals today i'm going to work on my breathing and posture today i'm going to 
go to that concert, even though I really don't want to because I'm afraid of having a panic attack, I'm going to go anyways and face my fears. I'm going to go to the mall, even though I had a panic attack there, I'm going to go anyways and face that fear. And that's the change process is starting new habits, meditating, exercising regularly, changing your diets. These are all pieces of the puzzle, but start with them slowly. Even listening to this podcast is a habit, a new habit for you. Because this podcast teaches you how to overcome anxiety, how to improve your life. So adding this podcast to your daily routine is a great habit. You're you're doing something you don't really do. You know, you're used to listening to Nirvana or or punk rock bands and, and all of these things and and comedy podcasts, whatever. But adding this podcast in is a is an alternative. You know, you're now learning how to overcome anxiety, how to change. You're stimulating new neuronal pathways. Now you're on the road to recovery. You're changing your old self. And it takes 21 days to ingrain a new habit. So continue to practice and practice. And even though you're going to have days where you're going to have a setback, That's okay because as long as you get back up the next day or that night, then you're well on your way. Just keep getting up. Keep failing forward. So when you complete a small goal, you are strengthening yourself each time. You are moving towards the ideal you. You are becoming braver. So why change? Do you want to continue staying dependent on your family for that reassurance or your partner? Do you want to continue feeling the way you are feeling? Or do you want to get through the pain of change to become that ideal you? Lots of people don't give themselves enough reason to change. So listen to this podcast over again. Write down the questions I mentioned earlier and sit with yourself and really take the time to answer these questions. These are eye-opening questions. The more pain you attach to staying where you are, the more fire is lit under your butt to get you moving in the right direction towards that ideal person. That's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and leaving your questions on my YouTube channel or emailing me your questions. And I'm always here for you, so send me your questions. If you have a question... Email me on my website at unpluganxiety.com or write it on the YouTube comments. I will answer them or my Instagram account or my Facebook account. Go there and, and ask me anything. 
Thank you. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. And I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.